Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. So Caleb Williams has finally made his decision. It seemed to be down to Wisconsin and USC and ended up going with, I guess, the favorite USC following Lincoln Riley there. Uh, So guys, how big is this for the Trojans? I think it's huge, and I'm really excited. I know, Michael, you are clearly by the, the shirt you're wearing. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to overreact, though, and, and be kind of a, a hot take artist like some people out there and are saying all, that this is all of a sudden maybe a, a title team, nor am I calling him a, a savior because there's still some weaknesses on this team that he alone can't make up for. But what this does is gives USC a much higher floor going into 2022. I mean, even with all the fanfare that Lincoln Riley brings, like if he kind of came out of the gate with an underwhelming first year, it could have been a little bit harder for him and SC to, to climb out of the quote-unquote hole that they're in. Uh, maybe a couple less recruits uh, or elite recruits would come in 23, but just because you, know, you see nowadays how the the narrative and media can can change so quickly. But, but the other thing that Williams does – is bring more national relevance to SC and the Pac-12. Like, if I'm a Pac-12 fan, honestly, I'd have to be happy. Like, the conference needs some juice. Having a national national brand like USC with a, a, a stud like Caleb Williams, I think it can only help everyone in the league. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the main points for me was just, like, how much attention that it's going to bring. Um, but then if you can want to – for, for it's such a – delicate game where if you're a coach and like it's such a fine line between having being a failure and being a total success so if like every little difference matters so if you don't get caleb williams here maybe you're off to a little bit of a slow start next year if you're lincoln riley and that could be the difference between him being a failure or success at usc so every little bit matters and like trey said the floor is much much higher now they're it's hard to imagine Caleb Williams coming in and not performing at least decent. He knows the system. He's obviously a great player. So that is just a kind of a, it gives you a little bit of a safety net if you're Lincoln Riley and USC and obviously the notoriety, the national brand, it's going to bring attention, which is obviously a huge thing when you're starting uh, trying to turn around a, a sleeping giant like USC. Yeah. If, if USC still had Jackson Dart on the roster, it would still be a, a huge addition to bring in Caleb Williams, but not as big. As it was, though, USC had an unproven redshirt freshman that was kind of the only guy uh, that was, you know, looking to be the guy. And this, so this is, yeah, a huge upgrade over that. And this, you know, not even so much for for this upcoming season, but this just kind of adds fuel to the fire in the rebuild, like both of you guys were touching on. The fact that USC will seemingly now, at the very least, be pretty good, that's going to just not provide a stumbling block to getting a monster 2023 class and a monster, you know, 2024 class. So just kind of, yeah, accelerates the rebuild. Yeah. It gets the ball rolling, man. I mean, you don't want to be fighting it. It's, this is just going to make it easier. I'm going to say something that maybe is, is going to get clipped. 12 and 0 national champs. No, I'm going to say USC's back. But (laughs) when I I say USC's back though, not in terms of competing for championships and, and being on the level of Alabama and Ohio state, but as far as, uh, recruiting allure, I think USC is back right now. I think yeah. it is going to be a oh yeah for the next not Clay Helton anymore foreseeable future. USC is going to be finishing top five or so in in those recruiting rankings. You would think they'd absolutely clean up. I don't see yeah. why they wouldn't. I mean, they're already off to a good start for next year, but for sure, I mean, it's a destination spot, no doubt. 
Okay, our next question is is the one we want uh, the viewers to weigh in. If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, weigh in in the comments. What should be the realistic expectations for Caleb Williams and USC immediately in in 2022? Right, right. Uh, did you I know, say you see a lot of things earlier. If I did, my mm, mistake. I don't know. Yeah, yeah anyway. it's hard to know. I think I put 2020 down on a note. I wrote the other that day. Was, so that's I'm way like, off. I'm way off. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I wrote that. I'm like, whoa, whoops, <laughs> two years off. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I think you see a lot of people, you know, statements on Twitters and whatnot, and that they're kind of, some people are getting a little crazy. Like, oh, this is all of a sudden going to make us, them, USC, uh, you know, Pac-12, legit Pac-12 title contender and maybe even a playoff contender. I think we got to chill on that. Um, I just, I just don't see... Uh, that yet quite for this year um, it does make them better i think but you know you got to kind of take into consideration the other things that usc has they went four and eight last year right four and eight for for a yeah. reason they they have some major problems the offensive line most notably has been a major issue for usc i don't think Lincoln riley it's not a that's not a just an immediate fix offensive line and then pretty much the entire defense has some some concerns i could just say at every level there so you're not going to just all of a sudden walk through the Pac-12 or anything. Um, you know, and, and Caleb Williams in particular, like he's he's a good player, but he had his struggles this year. I mean, he's not just is an elite player that all of a sudden is just going to kind of carry you to wins. He struggled against uh, Baylor. I, mean, I think he could. I was pretty Some, good but he's not going to keep, he's not like good enough to, like he struggled against Baylor this year. He struggled against Iowa State, wasn't very good against Oklahoma State. And those were like the three solid defenses in the Big 12. He was under 50% completion percentage combined in those three games so not not good at all so he's he can't carry you against <laughs> right the tough critic i'm just saying True he freshman. can't carry you against good teams right now like he, he's gonna help yeah. you a lot he's good he but i think there's definitely a limitation like okay once he faces really good d now nothing's all his fault but I'm, that's my point is just he's not cam newton out there I guess so. I, Sorry, I think Mike. I'm trying to temper your expectations. No, here. yeah. I mean, he's a he's a top five quarterback in the country. So, I'll I, I would I would take arguably. That. Yeah, I, of course it's arguably, but I would argue that. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> I might argue. But I do agree with your overall general point that this is a roster that is not all of a sudden everything solved by by Caleb Williams coming in. Like, and and even with uh, the the additions in the transfer portal, there's been a few really good players that USC's gotten, but. There's also been some players that you know weren't were transferring for a reason, weren't starting at their previous school. So I think the perception out there is that USC has all all of a sudden created this all star team and just poached the greatest players from around the country. And that's not quite the case. There's still a lot of work to be done in rebuilding this roster, especially defensively. The defense was bad last year. Um, it's not like they've they've added all Americans on that side of the ball. And in fact, they've lost some really good players on, on both sides of the ball. Drake London gone, yeah. Drake Jackson to, to name a couple. So uh, there's still issues with the roster. I see this as, as a USC fan, I'm kind of hoping for an eight win season and anything on top right. of that would be gravy. I'm thinking maybe the eight and a half or nine will be the, the projected Vegas win total. That depends on, you know, maybe we get a couple more elite recruits, but uh but yeah, I have somewhat tempered expectations. I think we're behind Utah in the South, but at least now we're in that discussion. We're a, we're a contender uh, to win the Pac-12, but yeah. not not the favorite. Correct. Well, especially with the the Pac-12 next year doesn't have like a juggernaut. You know, Utah will be one of the favorites, but they're they lost some pieces. Oregon 
as kind of a new regime, they'll be good. But And on their USC alone, their schedule, they avoid Oregon and Washington up in the north. So Not sure you want to avoid and, Washington now. Hmm. Yeah, but still. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't, you know, going to Seattle isn't always easy. But no, that's true. But they have a, the way the schedule sets up, they have a, a, a chance to kind of start the year pretty well, kind of get the ball rolling before they get into the, the meat of their schedule. But, Michael, you, you said that eight and a half. I was kind of thinking I didn't want to put a number on it, but I was going to say kind of the eight and four, nine and three range. And yeah. sure, they could win 10, but I'm not confident enough at this point. I kind of want to dive into the other moves that they make in the, the spring and, and see how spring ball goes with some of the other programs. But either way, like even if it's only eight wins, like there is just so much positive momentum that Caleb Williams brings, and I think it was it's great for them. Yep, and we'll see what happens uh, after spring ball. There could be some other yeah. great players entering Transfers the transfer portal, there. and suddenly I think USC is even more attractive if you're a receiver or really any position. So uh, great news for my Trojans. I'm excited. Uh, let us know, again, in the comments your expectations for USC next year. And that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to subscribe because we're going to have uh, a couple recruiting episodes coming out on Thursday, the winners and losers from the 2022 recruiting cycle. So we'll see you then. Fight on, Mike. Fight on. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.